0: And hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from T-Wave.TV to TV, and our various network. And we thank you for being part of today's program as we're going to be looking at Daniel chapter 12 as we talk about God's mighty angels prophecy of things to come. But before we continue I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your
1: word. We thank you for Daniel and the prophecies that you have given him of the future. And Lord, that future might be our today. So we do pray you help us understand them and bless all those who are listening in. In
0: your precious name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Again, you're tuning into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, we're looking at God's mighty angels' prophecy of things to come in Daniel chapter 12. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free ministry. And you can find more information here on www.twave.tv. Very excited about today's program, and we are in need of prayer. If you would like to serve as a prayer partner, hey, make sure you reach out to us here at 305-992-9537. And before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Hey, brother. Great
1: to be on. How are you doing this
0: week? I am doing very well, super excited. The weather is in the 50s in Florida, which is a nice change for us. <laughs> wow, virtual ice age, huh? That is, that is considered freezing for Florida, Nathan. <laughs> but I'm doing well, doing well, and it hasn't snowed in Texas yet, right? No, not yet, not yet. It's mid-January
1: at the time of this recording, and we have no snow as of yet. Well, praise the Lord for that, right?
0: Uh, Very excited about that, Nathan. I I personally don't like the snow very much. I like looking at it, but not having to shovel or drive in it. There you go. There you go. Well,
1: from a New York City guy like you, you probably were used to quite a lot of
0: snow at one point. Oh, that's true. And I guess that's why I moved to Florida, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I should join you. It sounds nice. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, Nathan, I'm excited because God is doing some wonderful things with uh, you and Lamb and Lion Ministry. Uh, Can you give out your information quickly, Nathan? Maybe someone is not familiar with the ministry, maybe how they can get a hold of you and your resources. Certainly, certainly. My name is Nathan Jones.
1: I'm an Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible Prophecy Preaching Ministry. Our message is proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ. You can find out more about us on our website at lamblion.com or Christhoodprophecy.org. There you can see all sorts of articles written by our founder, Dr. David Reagan. We have a television show, Christ and Prophecy, which is broadcast all over the earth. And then people can sign up for our newsletters, social network groups, uh uh, you name it, brother, we want to teach people about Jesus Christ and the excitement that is in the term.
0: Absolutely. And you said it, Nathan, excitement, and uh, we're getting some laughs out of the post that you and I put up in uh, Facebook, right? And-
1: <laughs> yeah. I love uh, to let the audience know that you, know, you promoted this show by using the
0: picture of the two of us as comic book characters, which is there some kind of Comic-Con coming up or something? Well, Nathan, you and I, one of the things that we love about Bible prophecy is that we like to bring the joy out of it. It's not all gloom and doom, so that that's supposed to depict that. Exactly,
1: you're right. I mean, so many people concentrate on the tribulation and the horrors of it and the difficulties of this time period, but that's not what Bible prophecy is about. The message of Bible prophecy is about Jesus Christ wins because he wins, we win through him, we are his children. So it's a great message. It's a wonderful message. And brother, I like how
0: you, you bring a light approach to it and always the message of hope. Oh, well, Nathan, it is the good news. So uh, I'm so glad that we get to do this together and just laugh a little bit. So I want to encourage those of you that are tuned in. Hey, make sure you also follow us on uh, Facebook forward slash Uh, twave.tv and follow the live link there to twitcasting.tv and also see what Nathan and I are laughing about. So (laughs) (laughs) now Nathan, listen, I'm excited, man, because you're going to be here in Florida. So talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Well, North Hylia Baptist Church is hosting a Bible prophecy conference the last weekend of January, 2016. And so Dr. Reagan and I and Don Perkins, who's another evangelist, will be down there preaching and teaching about the Bible and so I know that's a, a neighboring church of yours. I hope to see you and your family there too,
0: Vic. Absolutely, Nathan. Absolutely. Listen, I just actually texted Pastor Dan, and he told me he's going to be tuning into a program right now, because I, oh, I told I told them we'll be encouraging people to come out uh, to North Hialeah Baptist Church, located at 5800 Palm Avenue, Hialeah, Florida, 33012, and their phone number is 305-821-4021. So we want to give a shout out to Pastor Dan, right, Nate? Yeah, wow. I just thank Pastor Dan for having us on and coming down and sharing the gospel. Beautiful church, beautiful congregation. And, and Vic, you're also going to another Bible Prophecy Conference this week, right? Yeah, you know, at Calvary Chapel Finger Lakes is having a Bible Prophecy Conference up there. We're going to be supporting that as part of our Bible Prophecy School of Ministry that we started a little bit back. So hopefully, Nathan, we can continue to encourage people in Bible Prophecy.
1: Yeah, so wherever you are in this country, there are the Bible Prophecy Conference likely near you. You'll learn a lot. Go visit them. Check them out, attend, and uh, get to to the churches that are sponsoring, them too. Very important, because they could be your church home.
0: Absolutely. So thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing me do these announcements. Man, you, we, we got to keep doing this more often. Yeah, well, there's a lot of conferences
1: out there, uh, whether physically or through virtual, like uh, over... Streaming our our big conference that our ministry hosted in July. Yes. And if you can't come to Dallas, we'll be streaming that so churches and people, wherever, all over the world who have internet access can attend that conference.
0: Absolutely. We love, we love technology. You know, Nathan, as we, and and technology is this wave of the future. uh, And uh, I know the conference you guys are going to be sharing that is called Living in the End Times. And uh, here also in Daniel chapter 12, we're going to be looking at this incredible prophetic uh, passage leading us in, into this incredible future of technology and all these things that we're seeing right before our eyes. So Nathan, I'm excited as you, um, you you took us through this incredible journey of Daniel 11. It took us a number of weeks as we're looking at God's mighty angel. Now we're finally getting through to chapter 12. And before we jump into chapter 12, uh, Nate. Uh, Can you recap for us a little bit about some of the things we cover in chapter 11 and then take us through chapter 12? Well,
1: Vic, we'd have to actually go all the way back to Daniel 10 to find out what's going on here, because that's when the story starts. Yes. And that's where uh, Daniel was uh, deep in prayer, and he'd been fasting, and he'd been waiting for some message from God, some vision for God. And he waited and waited. It was a few weeks past, 21 days, and he's like, I'm not getting this message, and all of a sudden he has this mighty angel come and visit him. And the angel explains that he was held up by the prince of Persia and that Michael, the archangel himself, had to come and rescue him. So in other yes. words, we get a glimpse into the spiritual warfare that's going on. This angel was going to come three weeks earlier, but he was held up. So we know that the power the angels have uh, in warfare is uh, can be time-oriented, and so that's what we've got here. So this angel has a message for Daniel, and it's a message to tell him, what history will be like during what we call the intertestamental period, that 400 years of silence from Malachi to Matthew, where God had no new revelation for the people of Israel or through them the world. And what he does is he tells us a play-by-play of the warfare between two generals. Alexander the Great conquers the known world. Uh, He dies and is Empire split into four, and we've got Ptolemy, the general in the south, based in Egypt, and Seleucid based in Syria in the north. And they and their descendants, they create dynasties, and these dynasties duke it out back and forth uh, for ultimate power with Israel stuck in the middle. And that's where we end up finally on chapter twelve.
0: Excellent point now.
1: We have gotten past the intertestamental period, and the angel leaps over the church age, which we're living in now and starts telling the people about the future, the far future, the last days, the end times, the
0: times when we know from the New Testament that Jesus Christ will be coming back. I love that, Nathan. I love the back to the future there. As you told us, we're leaping leaping into the future. I mean, literally, we're going thousands of years into the future.
1: We are. We are. It's really weird, too, because as we go through those few hundred years, we get to a man called Antiochus Epiphanes and he was a type of antichrist. Uh, being so that he came, he desecrated the Jewish temple, he sacrificed an unclean animal, a pig on the altar, he set up a, a statue of Zeus to worship, and it caused what's called the abomination of desolation. In other words, it abominated the temple and made it unclean, the Jews desolated, in other words, they poured out of Jerusalem to flee, and that's where we get the Maccabean time period. There's a, If you, you read the Maccabees, uh, uh, Books 1 and 2, they tell the history of what happened during that time period. Mm. And so the uh, the Titus Epiphanes is then used by the angel to explain what the end-time world ruling will be like, who the Bible calls the Antichrist, and the kind of evil he will commit, which he will do the same thing as Titus. When the Jews rebuild and there will finally be a third temple on the Temple Mount one day, he too will come in, he will desecrate it, and cause an abomination that causes desolation.
0: Excellent point, and of course, and those books are found in the apocrypha writings, right? Nate, First and Second Maccabees. For anyone out there that's maybe uh, tuned in,
1: right, right. You won't find that in, in our normal sixty-six books of the Bible. The apocrypha are separate books, most of them are written in the intertestamental time period, and they weren't included in the canon of scriptures officially. Although the Catholics include them in their canon uh, because uh, their the authorship was questionable and some of the storylines are questionable. Clearly the doctrine, and some of them didn't tune with with what Jesus taught, so obviously. But we can look at them as historical books, Uh, maybe true, maybe there's some fiction involved in some of them, but not part of the Bible. But the Maccabeans provide very good historical uh, recounts of that time period.
0: Absolutely, excellent point. Thank you, Nathan, for that uh, wonderful recap as we see God's mighty angels weave throughout the whole Bible here, and especially in the book of Daniel. Uh, Nate, will you be able to read for us there chapter 12, verses 1 and 3, and then we'll walk slowly through it and see what the the, the Lord will reveal to us through this passage.
1: Okay, well, we are now teetering on chapter 11 where it's left with the Jewish people uh, in disarray because the Antichrist is putting down rebellions. It's the end of seven-year tribulation. There's trouble all over. He just put a rebellion down from one of his kings in the south, and he hears trouble from the north and the east, because the kings of the east, we're talking about the armies of China and India and Japan, are coming in rebellion against him. He moves his armies up into Israel. He camps in what is called the Valley of Jezreel, which we know as the Valley of Armageddon. And there, these armies are about to converge and have a a civil war, so to speak, with, again, Israel caught in the middle. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many
0: to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. An incredible passage. First of all, Nathan, can you talk to us a little bit about this uh, angelic being Michael? Because we hear a lot about him in the Bible.
1: Yeah, well again, we're back to what the angel started the story Was that he was in trouble against Satan and his demons. And he needed help, and it took Michael the Archangel himself, the strongest of all the angels, the leader, the general, to come and rescue him. What we find here in Daniel one here Michael again, is still in battle, still in warfare, but this is the future. This is the end times. These are the last days. This is the end of what we call the tribulation. And Michael stands up to protect the people. So we know that Michael the Archangel, one of his jobs, isn't just being the head of the Lord's army, but he also particularly is the angel that protects Israel. He's the yeah. strongest angel, and he's the one that God sent to protect Israel.
0: Excellent point. And Nathan, I mean, we, we have Michael just mentioned everywhere. He's mentioned in the book of Jude, in the book of Revelation. Uh, I mean, what you're saying is so true that he's there to protect God's people. And and Jude nine says, speaking of him, yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed the body of Moses uh, does nothing bring against him a railing accusation, but said the Lord rebuke it. And of course, we're talking about the same Michael.
1: Yeah, we are. He is probably one of the most prolific, next to Gabriel, in the Bible mentioned. And it, it's interesting, too. You just have to look at Israel today, who we was created as a nation in May of 1948. And ever since then, they've had one overwhelming war after another, where there was no way, no way that Israel should survive. Matter of fact, when Israel first became a nation, they were a little more than kibbutz workers with farm implements. And yet they held back the mighty Egyptian Empire and the Jordanians, all these other armies. And there's no way, no way that Israel should be around today against those odds. And yet Israel continually always wins. As a matter of fact, they have almost a ten to one ratio. Wow. Every soldier of theirs that dies, ten of the enemy dies. And there could be only one reason for that. Even the the secular Jews will admit there's only one reason for that. God
0: must be protecting His people, and He's using Michael the archangel to do it. Mm, I love that. You know, Nathan, someone made such a very important point regarding Michael. A lot of times, people think that Satan is the opposite of of, of Jesus, like uh, you know, but it's actually not really. Jesus is obviously all powerful, but yet they compare more like Michael with the same uh, strength, if you will, there uh, of the opposer for Satan himself because he was also a fallen angel.
1: True, true, but it's even interesting that Satan is even more powerful than Michael. Uh, Satan, as Lucifer, which means light bearer, was the guardian angel before the throne of God. He was, if you ever watch a movie, and you see this Egyptian pharaoh, and he's got this, this massive mountain of a man standing behind right. him with a, a sword and a, a shield, and, and all that was Satan at the time period. He said he looked like a great dragon covered in jewels. He's... He had covered in light. He was the most beautiful of all God's creation. He was the strongest, the most powerful of all the angels. But because that power corrupted him, and then Satan decided that he wanted God's job. He thought he was so great that <clears throat> he could take over. So he was at that time period over Michael himself. So we know that even Michael, when he contends with the uh, with Satan, he always says the Lord rebuke you. Now, yes. he calls to God because. He needs God's power, God's strength to help him against Satan because Satan is
0: unfortunately more powerful even than Michael. Excellent point. Again, you're tuning to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy, TV Rate Edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Hey, we're talking about Daniel chapter 12, God's mighty angel, prophecy of things to come. We're talking about Michael there, uh, this incredible, incredible angel. Uh, Nathan, this is amazing. I want to thank you for that. And of course, you and I are sharing back and forth really to educate. Uh, Those that maybe are tuned in and they're not very familiar with the uh, angelic hosts that are there to protect us. And when we pray, Nathan, as you mentioned earlier, as Daniel prayed, uh, these angelic beings are dispatched, right? Dispatched, did you say? Uh, Yes, they're dispatched, in other words, uh, to assist us and to protect us.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, dispatched. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, they are sent by God. Uh, we do have what's called guardian angels, angels that God sends to protect us. Behind all that goes on in the world, there's a spiritual warfare. There's a spiritual element, a satanic empire being driven. We see during the tribulation, when we read in the Bible, that Satan is allowed by God to finally conquer the world, right. set himself up as the ruler. It's all that Satan ever wanted, was the, God's creation to worship him, not God. But the, the angels are so busy that Israel goes under tremendous suffering. We read how two-thirds of the people, of the Jewish people, will die during the tribulation. Right. Uh, we know more than half the world population will die just three and a half years into the tribulation. And uh, the angels are, are have their backs to the wall. They are being beaten by the Antichrist. And it's interesting. There's a purpose for that. God wants mankind to
0: be so on their last hope that their only hope is Jesus Christ, and that's when Jesus returns. Mm, I love that. You know, Nathan, and that's exactly what's going to happen, because as you bring in us there in chapter 12, verse 1, it talks about this, uh, there shall be a time of trouble. So, in other words, this is going to be a a separate time than the regular troubles.
1: And that refers back to Jeremiah 30, verse 7, which is called a time of Jacob's trouble. Here we got, there shall be a time of trouble again. In other words, it's a a key understanding, Daniel, who would have been... just after Jeremiah was we able to look back at Jeremiah's prophecies and say, oh, he's talking about that great time of sorrow for the Jewish people. Now, we got to remember that Daniel lived in a time period where the Jewish people had been exiled out of Israel. In other words, to them, they couldn't imagine a worse time. Just as the prophecy was given through Moses back in Deuteronomy 30, that the Jewish people would reject God and be exiled throughout the world. And that was what would happen happened at that time period, but not yet. They'd only been exiled to Babylon. They would, after Daniel's time, return from Babylon, go back to Jerusalem, live there for a few hundred years, reject the Messiah, and then in 70 AD, they'd be exiled to the world again for their disbelief. So it must have been hard for Daniel, who's living in exile in a foreign country, who had his city burned down, his family killed, he was forced to live in a different culture, adopt a different language, work around other leaders who hated his guts and always uh, one king after another coming and going and thinking oh my goodness i'm being told that there's
0: even a worse time period than this wow you know nathan that that's shocking and it's almost like when we talk to the jewish people today and 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 we we you know in terms of bible prophecy was coming and and you know you compare that to the holocaust of hitler and and to them it's like unbelievable that there could be a worse time as that as well
1: Yeah, and it's a good example for our lives that no matter how difficult and what challenges we face in life, they're really nothing compared to what they could be, and we should thank the Lord for it. I mean, even our troubles and sorrows, thank the Lord. It could be worse. It really could. And when you read about this tribulation, this, this time of trouble that is told, that's coming to the world, we're talking about 21 judgments of God upon this world that will devastate the ecology, that will devastate the planet that will kill most of the people. We're talking about plagues, disease, war, death, uh, fires, possibly nuclear in, in origin. We read some of these wars about nuclear. endless wars like World War Three, World War IV. Uh, I mean, you talk about demons being unleashed across the planet to slaughter everybody. This is the worst time period in all of history. So when we look at that,
0: we should know that, hey, we've got it. It's pretty good right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and well, Nathan, yeah, and that's what we love about the Bible. There's always hope. You know, sometimes we think we're going through a tough time, but yet when we read the scriptures, like you said, we realize, wow, we, we really haven't made uh, in a sense. So I'm so glad you brought that out to encourage anyone that's maybe listening or tuned in, and maybe they are going through a tough time. Well, let me tell you, it's nothing compared to what is coming uh, in the future for those that, that you know, that, that don't trust the Lord. It's a great point, Nathan.
1: Excellent. And just like you said, too, uh, the Lord provides help for us. Uh, For instance, Michael the Archangel is the protector of the the nation of Israel. The Lord has protectors over us as well. And so we should pray to the Lord when we're in trouble, when we're in distress, when we have problems, and ask the Lord for help. And He says He will help, He will deliver. Maybe it's not the kind of help we're hoping for, but it's the kind of help we need. It's the kind Mm -hmm. of help that makes us more dependent on God and less on
0: ourselves. And that's the way it should be. Excellent point. And that's what you're reading for us there. In in Daniel 12, verse 1, it talks about that, Nate. It says exactly, and at that time, your people shall be delivered. In other words, there's a promise there, everyone who is found written in in the book. And, and of course, we're talking about this book of life, right, Nathan?
1: Right, right. This is the Jewish people's worst time in history. I mean, this will make the Holocaust, and I hate to say this, but... This is what the Bible says. This time will make the Holocaust seem like a schoolyard brawl in comparison. It will seem like, if they, Jewish people will even look back at the Holocaust as the worst time, because two thirds of now, there's 12 million Jews in the world. We're talking about two thirds of them yes. being killed. Nine million Jewish people. So wow. it's going to be the worst time. And I hate to think of that because I've been to Israel a few times. And I love Jewish <clears throat> friends. Those who are unbelievers and I wish were saved and weren't. And we know that as we're getting closer to those end times, uh, that this time period might happen in their life. And I just pray and pray that they will accept Jesus as Savior before them.
0: Excellent point. You know, Nathan, I, I really love that because that's what this is all about, is to encourage individuals uh, of what's to come. <clears throat> and, of course, uh, we know that the Bible is true. Everything the Bible says uh, is going to happen will happen in God's timing But there's a window of hope and opportunity available right now for anyone that's listening or tuned into our program to know, hey, God has a plan for you, a plan through the ages. He loves you. And that is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And again, he's giving you time for you to turn and recognize uh, again. Your wrongdoings, your sins, repent for them and turn to Him. And He will also grant your name to be uh, written in that book. And right, Nathan? I mean, that's, that's, the, that's going to be the most popular book ever written. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the Bible actually talks about two books, especially when we read in Revelation. At the end where we have the final, what's called the Great White Throne Judgment. There is the Book of Life, and everybody is written in the Book of Life. The Book of Life means you were born, you were created. Before you were ever existed, God knew you were coming, and he had you in a book, the Book of Life. But the book that we want to be in is the Lamb's Book of Life. This is the book of Jesus Christ himself, and his book has those who are written in who have accepted him as Savior. And when you're in the Lamb's Book of Life, Oh, man, the hope that you have, because you are then saved from your sins. Mm. You're saved from the punishment of those sins, which is hell, and you can live forever with Jesus Christ. Get in the Lamb's Book of Life by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior.
0: Excellent point. You know, Nathan, we we write books, and we look people to endorse them, and we get excited, right, when when people put our names in their books. But here, we are going to be in the Book of Jesus, the bestseller. seller.
1: <laughs> That's a beautiful way of saying it. You're right. Think about that. The best the book that will last forever, eternity. I don't know if Jesus will have it out for people to read, <laughs> but in it will be the name of every single person ever who put their faith and trust in Him. And brother, I know your name is written in that book because you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. My name is written in that book. I hope that everybody listening in has... Put their names in that book
0: too by accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior. And, and you know, Nathan, why don't we uh, give someone an opportunity right now if you could share with them how they can start that relationship with him. So who knows, maybe right now the Lord will have their name written in it, right? That would be great, man. It's, the Bible says the angels rejoice in heaven every
1: time a person gives their life to Jesus. Yes. And to do that, pray in your heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my and be my Savior. And Jesus promises that. He promises that you accept him as the Son of God in repentance and in faith that you too shall be saved from your sins and the punishment of your sins, which
0: is hell. Mm. Praise the Lord. And maybe you pray that prayer for the first time and you trust in Christ wherever you are. Make sure you reach out to us, 305-992 nine five three seven would love to hear that you open your heart to jesus through nathan's invitation you know nathan this is a powerful encouraging passage you know and it is there to encourage the jewish people this is there they in the old testament and the idea is for the jewish people to know how much god loves them what a wonderful planet that they would a uh, turn to him while there's still time exactly in verse two and three explain what that is that
1: uh, it talks about the resurrection where we will get our eternal bodies who we will be resurrected one day into everlasting life. In other words, life forever. Now, the opposite of that is shame and everlasting contempt. In other Mm -hmm. words, that's being in hell. And the Bible says that if you've accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, then you are wise. It says we shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. In other words, the stars. And that those of us who lead other people to know Jesus as Savior, those who lead many to righteousness, we, too, will shine like the stars forever and ever. Now, I don't know if that means our glorified bodies actually glow or not. It could be a, <laughs> uh, a descriptive of our lives shine forever and ever. But, brother, there is a great future for everyone who's in
0: the Lamb's book of life. Woo, Nathan, that is so exciting to me because, I, I mean, it, what, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 52, and on tell us, that what, in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, we're going to be transformed and changed? We will. We will be raptured
1: or caught up off this earth to meet Jesus in the clouds to live with the Lord forever. And that will happen before this terrible tribulation time period is coming. And our bodies will be transformed from our broken down, worn out, sick, earthly bodies into <laughs> our glorified,
0: perfect, eternal, heavenly bodies. I couldn't have said it better myself. And we're waiting for that wonderful transformation and resurrection, Nathan. That is fantastic. And and you said it, uh, verse 3, those who uh, are wise... Shine like the brightness. Again, uh, you know, it reminds you of Proverbs that says that those that win souls are wise. And that's what you and I do. And that's what evangelism is all about. It is. It is. We
1: need to get out there and share the gospel so people can have the same hope, the same future that we have.
0: You know, Nathan, uh, in, a, in a week or two, we're going to do a ride and evangelize and uh, riding motorcycles and going around the community, evangelizing and sharing people and, and just praying for awesome. divine opportunities, Right. Awesome.
1: That's a great outreach.
0: What a great outreach. Well, Nathan, uh, I really believe that here as we look at the Bible, it's very clear God's plan for the ages, for humanity, is for people to repent and come to Him. We just need to use wisdom in how to reach the lost, right?
1: Right. And and verse 3 says, those who are wise. Uh, Wise people follow the great commission of Acts 1-8 to go out into the world and share the good news of Jesus Christ.
0: And Nathan, I love their verse three it says, those who turn many to righteousness, that the message of the gospel is, is repent and, and come to the Lord, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, Nathan, I, um, I know we only have about another five minutes or so left to the program, but I mean, this is, this is just an incredible, uh, passage and, uh, there's so much here to encourage people and, um. Yeah, Nathan, feel free to take us through the following verses, four and five, there. If you could read those for us, and and, and we'll continue to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and to encourage those that are listening.
1: Well, let's listen do verse four because verse four is chock full of. of Absolutely. Bible there. <laughs> let's do five it. Five starts a new section, but four says, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro,
0: and knowledge shall Ooh. increase. Amen. You are not kidding when you say that that is... I mean, talk to us a little bit about that, Nathan.
1: Well, here the angel is saying, hey, I just gave you all these fantastic prophecies. They cover the whole intertestamental time period. It covers Antiochus Epiphanes. It covers the Antichrist and the end of the age for the Jewish people and the beginning of what Jesus, when he comes back and sets up his kingdom. Uh, But Daniel, I want you to shut up this book. Now, if you had a message like that from an angel, you'd be telling everybody. But no, the angel says, Daniel, you've got to shut that book and put it away, seal it up even, into the time and the end. Now, we know that the book of Daniel has been in the Bible since Daniel wrote it. But a lot of people haven't understood it. Why? One, because these prophecies didn't come true yet. Uh, We don't have further revelation that Jesus gave us about what the signs of the end times are, The point to soon return, we do now. So now, we have that increase of knowledge. We know Bible prophecy better, because more has been revealed to us. And, this chapter, this verse, excuse me, also tells us two amazing things. It points to the time, the end. And there's two things that define the time, the end. One, many shall run to and fro. In other words, transportation will increase like like it's never been, and we live in a a world where 100 years ago, we didn't even fly anywhere. Now flying is just normal. We go yep. all over the place. We run to and fro. And two, computer technology has created a knowledge increase unlike anything that ever was seen even 100 years ago. So those two things, the rise in transportation and an increase in knowledge would be a
0: sign of the end times that points to the Lord's duty return. Woo, Nathan, you know, and that is so amazing. And, and if we bring that into today's inventions, I mean, we have vehicles right now that literally drive themselves, right, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> Google Card, Google, I, I mean, and sometimes people look at this passage and they think that the Bible is archaic, that is old. But no, when you bring that into 2016 and you look at SpaceX and you look at all of us, I mean, this is literally right before our eyes. And, and of course, the knowledge of the worldwide web, Nathan, that is multiplying every few years, where we can, in a few years now, know more than all history put together. <laughs> well, when you, it. There's a statistics out there. I don't
1: know how well proven it is, but it makes a lot of sense. If you take the Sunday edition of the New York Times, you know, a thick, two-inch, thick newspaper, and supposedly the entire information that someone learned back in the 1800s would fill that newspaper. Today, we consume that newspaper every week, and that's nothing compared to the constant updates articles, news, and information we're getting. Matter of fact, brother, we are overloaded with too much knowledge and information. We can travel anywhere too much, too fast, too quickly for some, not enough for others. Brother, I love to travel. And we live in that time period where Daniel had to shut up that book, but when people ran to and fro and knowledge increased, we would then open up these words and understand them
0: better. And brother, we live in a time
1: period where Bible prophecy is coming true, and we are
0: understanding these prophecies. You know, Nathan, that and and of course, and and that's what the book of Revelation means, the unveiling, right? In other words, now the Lord has poured out His Holy Spirit and has opened up the hearts and the minds for people to be able to understand things that they couldn't before. And I mean, Dr. Reagan, yourself, Lamb and Lion, that's what you do every day, is opening up the prophetic scriptures for people to understand.
1: That we do. That, that's the calling that we have uh, been given here, especially our founder. And, and that's why we, we... Like you said, brother, it's a message of hope. We want to give people hope. You know, dark days, difficult times, scary times. We live in that last time that Daniel was talking about. But we can have that hope by understanding God's prophetic big picture of the universe. And that's what Daniel's given.
0: Absolutely. You know, Nathan, that's why it boggles my mind when people are afraid of biblical prophecy or studying it because they, th- they say it's too difficult. They can't. Have you heard that before? <laughs>
1: oh, you hear it all the time because, you know, most people don't like to study. Pastors don't like to study. And they think the hope can be given today. And people look around and they see what a mess it is and, and think, well, where's this hope? Where's this Jesus we're, we're supposed to be hearing? But knowing that God's big picture, when you have the big picture, everything in life starts making sense. And that's when you have true hope. And that's the hope that Bible prophecy
0: gives us. Absolutely. Nathan, I I love that. And I mean, there's just a lot there. And I'm I'm sure we will be able to pick that up uh, in the next segment of the program. But we want to talk to you that are tuned in. We want to encourage you. Become students of biblical prophecy. Become students of the Word of God. It's not too hard to understand when it's being revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Nathan, just real quick, remember before you were a Christian, or I'm not sure if you were born uh, in, in a Christian family, but I remember myself trying to read the Bible without the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you remember what that was like.
1: I, I've been a Christian as far back as I could read, but uh, you know, from those I know who got saved later, like, you're right, you need the Holy Spirit in your life, and maybe you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, but you, you're curious and you, you want to read. And you're like, What's this Holy Spirit? Well this is God's Spirit that He promises. If you ask, He will give yes. it to help you understand the Scriptures. So when you get in the Bible, you got a Bible in front of you, I recommend it. start with the book of John and ask the Lord, God Help me understand what you're trying to tell me, and the Lord promises He will give you His Holy Spirit to help you understand those
0: words. And, and that's exactly true, Nathan. Before I was a believer, I tried reading the Bible, and it was like Chinese, not even Spanish. But <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> but you had no
1: problem with the Spanish Bible, right? No
0: problem with the Spanish Bible. And then I accepted the Lord, He opened my heart, and suddenly these prophetic scriptures jumped out of the pages, Nathan. And that was God's work, right? Amen. Amen.
1: We need the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we are like dead men without God's Spirit in us. And we can't understand His ways. Our ways are, God's ways, excuse me, are like stumbling blocks to those who do not believe. But to those that believe, they're the message of life. And you too can have the message of life if you have the Holy Spirit guiding you through these passages. And you know where He's guiding you? He will guide you to understand Jesus Christ as your Savior.
0: Mm, praise the Lord. Nathan, you know, I love that. So we close verse four, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal up the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. So Nathan, we are also uh, shutting up this program for right now as we're going to uh, make way for the next segment in a program. But Nathan, man, it's always so awesome to have you uh, be part of the program. And I want to thank you so much for opening up these passages for us. Great to
1: be on, brother. Thank you.
0: Amen. And of course, for those of you that are tuning in, Vic Batista Nathan Jones, we've ran out of time for this segment of the program, but we thank you all for tuning in. And remember, our lines will remain open for those of you that maybe are in need of prayer. We'd we'll love for you to get a hold of us, 305-992-9537. And of course, we pray that the Holy Spirit will open up your hearts and minds to understand His message. So thank you for tuning in, and we pray you all have a wonderful week. Nathan Jones, thank you for being part of the program. Thank you, brother. Have a great week. And the rest of you, have a great day. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may His face shine upon you.